And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. And today we are joined by uh, a man who recently won office uh, back last fall. And now he has taken over six months on the job as mayor of the town of Livingston. Good afternoon, sir. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, good afternoon. Uh, my name is JT Taylor. I'll say Jonathan for my family because they, they refuse to call me JT. As I've noticed. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it, I can't believe it's been six months. It, it, time does fly, doesn't yeah, it? it? And and you've had to deal uh, with some interesting things, uh, a freeze. Uh, and, of course, hurricane season starting now. Uh, well, actually started earlier this year, started May 15th. We've got our first disturbance that's expected to be named here pretty soon. So lots of fun times. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so uh, first and foremost, we're, we're going to talk. Uh, the, the purpose of this is we're going to kind of bring folks up to date about what it's been like to be at the helm of the town of Livingston for the first six months. But we want to talk briefly about, you know, the experience you brought in. You were assistant director at uh, the Livingston Parish Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, you've lived in Livingston pretty much your whole life, correct? Yep. And, and so, uh, you know, would recommend that folks go back and check out the interview you did with me. Uh, God, hard to believe, almost a year ago now. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was right before okay. uh, election season. It yeah. was September of 2020. Uh, and, and you and I sat down and talked about it, but I would recommend people go back and look at that because you get a good idea of, uh, of what JT was bringing to the table coming into it. But uh, having understood that, what were some of the things that you were really focused on? And, and I'm talking about post-election, okay, you're done, deep breath, now it's time to get to work. What did you bring into the office your first 30 days? Yeah, so the first thing, I guess the first 30 days, you know, it's hard to come in, you know, come in with a lot of energy and, hey, we want to get things done. But really, the first thing you have to do is just sit back and analyze. Uh, you think you know everything that's going on. Even somebody like me that's been involved in politics, uh, I had a great relationship with the previous mayor, with mayors around the, around the parish. So you think you have an idea until you really get in there. And you realize there's a lot more to it. Sure. So it wasn't just coming in. I had things that I knew I wanted to accomplish, you know, things like beautification. You know, I'm real big on that. Uh, improving our, our personnel, bringing people in, improving our uh, infrastructure, improving the equipment we have to do the work. Um, but first I had to, the first 30 days was really just learning, coming in, you know, learning our simple as our software. Uh, I, I didn't know how to answer our phones for the first week. Like, hey, what button do I need to press? <laughs> so it was that kind of stuff, just getting my feet on the ground. And it's taken it's taken a few months, but I think now we're rolling and things are it's smooth. You know, some people we've hired and and we're creating that team to get things done. So uh, the first thirty days again, it was it was more of just learning, sitting back, talking to to other mayors. Uh, I I really appreciate uh, Mayor Mayor Landry, uh, Mayor Watson. I spoke with uh, Miss Eileen and Albany, and they sat down with me, and they still, they'll call me just out of the blue. Hey, how are things going? Do you need any help? Uh, Mayor Watson's crew, they call me. Jamie will call me all the time, and hey, JT, if you need anything from us, let us know. So that's good to know. That's good to have that, uh, to have that relationship coming in. You know, I didn't have to build that relationship with them. I had that relationship from tourism, so I could call upon them anytime because, hey, I'm not recreating the wheel. It's something they've probably already been through. So I'm going to call them and ask them how they handled it. So, so I mean, a real community effort backing you up 
uh, in this spot. So that obviously, as you said, that's got to feel good to have that kind of support system around you. But of course, you know, all parts of the whole. One of the things that the town of Livingston sort of, I don't want to say has over other cities. I mean, all of these, all of those different towns and cities that you mentioned all have certain advantages. But one of the things that you brought up with David Gray uh, when you were elected, it, w- it was a good quote. You were talking about the fact that Livingston is situated, it, it, it's sitting pretty, really, is the best way to put it. Uh, you're 20 minutes from recreation. You're 20 minutes from the big city, i.e. Dem Springs, Baton Rouge, yep. however you want to put it, and plenty of room to grow. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, uh, I know that you've had meetings with LEDC, LED, and that would be Economic Development Council of Livingston Parish, as well as for the state. Uh, and you've been working uh, from from that direction to try to see, okay, what can we do? But the interesting thing, as you and I have uh, sort of talked about offline, is you talk to these folks, but then you bring those ideas to your council people. It, it, there's not a unilateral thing there. So tell us about First, this is going to be a two-part question, and I'll repeat the second part yeah. if we get long-winded. You know, tell us about what that experience coming from the CVB kind of opened these doors to you talking to these people, and then we'll talk about your relationship with your council. Yeah, and first, you know, talking about our location. So uh, I'm real big as well with coming from tourism uh, on branding, on showing people, uh, you know, logos, websites. That's things we've been working on. And our slogan now for the town of Livingston is the heart of small town living because we are the heart of Livingston Parish. If you have if you have to do business in Livingston Parish, you have to come to the town of Livingston to get your permits, get things done, come to the parish government. Um, and yes, we have coming from tourism, and that's what uh, people ask me. You know, how did I end up in this position? Why did I want to do this? Why in the world did you want to be a mayor? And I, I it it was for I, I believe some people do it for a position. Some people do it for power and some people do it as a purpose. And uh, I believe it was my purpose to do it. It's not for everybody. If you're doing it for a position or power, you're probably not going to like it. But if it's something you like to help people, you like to be around people. And that's what I've, I've been able to do my whole life with my family, my background as a uh, being in a church, my, my father being a pastor, my family being in politics. I've been around it. So I know what to expect, I guess. You know, I, I'm always throwing curveballs, but dealing with people, just the customer service aspect. A lot of times they just want to listen. They want you to listen to them. Right. Sometimes they just want to vent and you sit there and listen to them and let them know you hear what they have to say. And even if you can't help them at at that point, you let them know they're fine with it. They just want to be heard. But going back to that, you know, my little uh, spill there, but going back to location, you know, coming from the tourism background, and I am biased to the town of Livingston, of course. I grew up there. I live there. But it is a, it's a great place to live, right off the interstate. Uh, we have the—that's we have the that's our main resource is the interstate coming through. Um, I surprised a lot of people during my election, um, and I'm real big on data, uh, getting information. And I would ask them, how many cars do you think pass on in front of Carter's every day? And, you know, 2,000, 3,000. We have around 12,000 cars a day that passed through the town of Livingston just on 63, another 12,000 on 190. So it is a small town, and I said this during my campaign, but we have to have a big town mindset. Sure. Um, so coming from tourism, it did open doors to me 
uh, all around the state uh, with our national delegation. I had the opportunity to lead uh, a delegation from Louisiana for four years up to D.C. to speak with our, our national delegation on issues concerning economic development, tourism. But that was an experience for me that opened the door that I now have the relationships with our state delegations, with our national delegations, with our state agencies like LED, like the Chamber of Commerce, like Livingston Parish Economic Development that I can now call on and I, I firmly, I really believe this as a mayor, as a leader, I don't have to know everything, you know, and I don't know everything, but surrounding myself with people that do, then I could bring them things to our town. And that's what's going to make us successful, not me successful. That's what's going to make the town of Livingston, Livingston successful. So, yes, we are working with LED. Matter of fact, I talked to them this morning. Uh, we are working with their community readiness program. So it would be easy for us for our council, for myself, let's go sit in a room by ourselves and, hey, where do we want to go? What do we want to see Livingston be in the next 10, 15, 20 years? But instead, I want to hear from our people. So we had a survey done. We put it out. We've had it out for about a month on, on our social media. Uh, we have a newsletter that goes out every month, the first Monday of every month. It's been in there asking people, what do you want to see? You know, what do you want to see in the next 10, 15 years? Do you want to see restaurants here? You want to see retail? Do you want to see hotels? Do you want to see turf at our ballpark? Uh, what kind of quality of life aspects do you want to see improved in this town? And then we could take it and hear our citizens and then have our, our input as well and, and get to work on it moving forward and doing things now as well. We ask the good and bad. I want to hear it. You know, sure. I, I, as I come in, there's things I see that, hey, maybe we should have done a while back and it hadn't been done, but I'm not going to dwell on what hasn't been done. Let's not worry about that. Let's move forward and, and get things done now and see how we can accomplish it. So working with the, with the organizations like that, like LED, that's going to come in and help us put together a study, data, uh, Southeastern Business Development Center, spoke with them yesterday to bring them out, Southeastern University, talking uh, with them as well, maybe to bring students out to do projects, beautification projects, signage. It's so much. And again, I, I say, I thought I knew but until you get in there, it sometimes can be overwhelming. And that's why you can't, I can't sit there and try to accomplish it all myself. I have to surround myself with the right people in our town, outside of our town, even out of the, out of the state. Uh, the relationships I built through a Southeast, a Southeast Tourism Society that I could call. I could call them, hey, what are you doing in North Carolina? What does your mayor do? Hey, in South Carolina, what are y'all doing as a tourism agency? What's some things I could bring here to the town? So that's where uh, I feel like the the value that I bring to this position is just the relationships. Sure. Uh, being able to call people and get things done. So we're moving. It's baby steps. And, and I think you can see some things we're doing now, mm -hmm. but there's a lot more we want to accomplish. And we're going to get into a couple of those things in just a second. Uh, taking all that, all that previous experience, those relationships, and like you said, you've already begun working with these institutions. But one of the things that you do do that I think um, – and I apologize to our listeners for for using two do's there. Uh, I know uh, I on, caught it on radio that that's you're not supposed to do that. So uh, I'll try to find a better way to say that. But I know your council appreciates it. You work very close with them when you are working through. You know, you let them know, hey, uh, we're we as the city or or as the town are working with LED LED right now, or we're working with uh, you know FEMA, or we're working with the parish. You let them know. Uh, to kind of give them a heads up on what might be coming, and then you present that information. What what kind of, you know, not everybody is like that. You know, some some cities do it differently. 
uh, everybody's got their own way of interacting with these other folks. What made you decide, you know, as a, as a town, we are going to approach these people, but I'm also going to include my council. Well, uh, I give a lot of uh, a lot of credit to my bringing up, uh, seeing how my dad as a pastor, the things he did, the the people uh, encouraging them to do things in the church, not just him. Um, playing sports was a big, big part. Being able to work as a team, and I know it sounds cliche, oh, I played sports, but it really, me coming up playing, you know, Little League ball and my coaches, and, and that's some of the best memories I have and some of the most influ influential people in my life uh, at a high school level, being able to play at the college level and working as a team. So that's what I bring into it. You know, we couldn't accomplish any goal playing in between the lines if we didn't work together. So I don't want to come in as a mayor and, you know, it's my way or, or that's it. I've seen it. I've seen it done locally. I've seen it done all over the place. If you don't work together, you can't accomplish the things you want to accomplish. So we don't all have to get along all the time. We could disagree today and come back tomorrow and agree on something else. But I don't want to go and do things without my council knowing, without our citizens knowing. Uh, I want to inform them, let them know. I want to hear their opinions. Uh, hey, I might form my opinion, but I'm I'm the kind of person you can you can convince me another way as well if you if you provide that data that I was talking about. I'm big on that. Not just hey, this is my opinion. No, I want to see some facts. Sure. Why do you think this? Why do you think we need to do this instead of this? And if I disagree with you, I'll tell you with facts. Sure. Uh, if you have facts and I don't, I'll say hey, I appreciate that. I didn't know that. Um, and I, I want to give credit to our council. We have uh, three council that's that's been there for quite a while, and uh, we have two new. We have a good mixture, uh, two new young council business people that want to come in and energetic and do things. And we have three that's been in there that know how, what it was like, uh, know the things, the reason we did things. Because I could come in and say, well, why did we do that? And, and they, well, here's why. Oh, I didn't realize that. So it's good to have that mix. And they have the, the council, the previous council that's still there, you know, they have, matter of fact, I've had to tell them, no, I, I want to hear your opinion, not just, hey, JT, we trust you. Go ahead. Let's do it. We, we know what you're doing. We're behind you. I want you to know what we're doing. I want to hear what you have to say about it. You know, I, yeah, it'd be easy for me. Hey, we're just going to do whatever. Let's let's move forward. But no, that's why we have our council. I want to hear your opinions on it. And then we're going to sit down. If we have to compromise and get it done, I think it needs to be done before we get in a meeting. Sure. Really, you know, we need to sit down and discuss, uh, you know, what's the best thing for our town and have that decision made and, and hear from our citizens and, and come in a meeting. There's I, I just don't see and I, and I know it's hard. Sometimes it's easy, easy for me to say with a good council. I came from the tourism. We had a great board. So I've had the uh, privilege of working with good boards and boards I've served on in the past. It'd be hard for me to it's hard to see working, uh, you know, at your full potential when you're not communicating with your boards, uh, with your councilmen, with your aldermen. If you can't do that, I don't think you're doing the best for your people. So, I mean, I'm going to do my best to work with our people, work with our boards, council, and everything like that. So that that is an important part of mine. I'm always going to have an open door. I always ask them, come in. I'm going to send them emails on things we're doing. Let them know. Just information, information. My My campaign was to inform invest and inspire. And I really mean it. And so I can't say that if I don't do it. So I'm going to follow them through three things that I said I was going to do sure. during my campaign. Sure. So let's talk about the, 
uh, really, they all kind of go together and form, invest, and inspire. One of the things that I did notice is uh, once you took office, uh, the social media and the emails uh, picked up. And one of the things that I saw on there and, and has sort of continued and been a little contentious, but I think it's been solved, a lot of road work going on in the town. Um, I don't know. I, I know a lot of that is slow moving. It may have started before you got in, but I know you also start got in and started, you know, pushing a little bit. So what do you expect or what are you hoping to pursue in the future? And you can talk, I know uh, it was Texas Street, right? It was the sort of the big one. Yeah, uh, I mean, we had, uh, I believe, nine roads. Okay. Uh, okay. That were done. So uh, tell us a little bit about what's been done so far with infrastructure and where you're all hoping to go with it. Yeah, and so I would love to take credit for that. And some people thought I did it. I think, I think the road work started two weeks after I got in office. Right. Um, but that was uh, thanks to Senator Erty. Uh, the former mayor, McCrary, uh, they did a road transfer program with the state. And uh, the state's trying to do that to offload some of their assets, I guess, and responsibilities. Sure. Uh, they have to maintain these. So I think they would rather muni municipalities do it. So that was that was uh, done before I came in. Uh, right. Just and, and to explain to people real quick, and I'm sorry, just yeah. the road transfer program is the state comes in and uh, will regrade and re-asphalt a road, but then they transfer responsibility to a local municipality yep. uh, who will absorb it uh, for future maintenance. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, we did have some have some issues, like in any place would, and still may have a few, but I think it is better than what it was. Um, I think it looks good. But some of the future things we do know, being the location we are, um, I think we are the next municipality to explode with growth. We already have seen growth, but what are we going to do to prepare for that? Um, so we are working with CRPC, Capital Region Planning Commission, DOTD, um, again, Southeastern Business Development Center, to put together a plan. You know, what is the future five-year? What, what are we going to see as far as growth? Uh, not what I think and not what uh, our council thinks or our citizens. I, I want to and none of us really know. That's just like the projections with the parish. You know, in the next, in 2030, we're going to have 250,000 people. We really don't know what's going to happen. Sure. But if we could prepare for it uh, with roads, uh, there, there's been talks of maybe putting another road between the interstate and Texas Street to connect to Red Oak. Um just talks. I'm not saying that's in the works or anything like that. Yeah, but you got to be careful. With yeah, <laughs> it's it's just ideas. Uh, the parish right now they they are doing Macklin Road, which runs right beside our ballpark. Right. Uh, so I've been fortunate to come in and and we see a lot of things being done. I think it's just I've, I've come in at the right time. But there's there's roads as well in town that still that need to be done. That we're gonna we'll be talking to the council. Maybe we can get on the road transfer program. Um, Infrastructure-wise, as far as culverts, we have a lot of old culverts in town that need to be replaced that will help drainage, help it get out of the town. Now, what happens with it after it gets out? Uh, we're, I guess the parish is working on that as well. Um, but infrastructure-wise, you know, the, some of the things we need to do, uh, our sewer sewer system, just like anywhere, a sewer system, our, our water, our gas, we want to continually improve that. You know, a lot of our sewer system is old. You're talking 40, 50 years old, pipes deteriorating, infiltration. Everywhere deals with infiltration. And it, I, was, I was speaking to someone today about it. It can be overwhelming. You come in and, man, you know, our sewer plant is supposed to take on 250,000 gallons a day. And in a big rain, we have 1.5 million gallons. Right. So you know you have a problem with manholes, with, with old pipes, uh, with 
with a lot of things like that. Uh, so that's some things we're working with Louisiana Rural Water Association, come in and doing smoke tests. And we can only do it one one little bit at a time. I mean, we can't do it all. Sure. Uh, I, I got a quote, you know, just a scope of work to possibly fix our manholes. You're talking about $5 million. Right. Uh, the town doesn't have $5 million sure. to go fix that. But um, with the help, hopefully, we just now uh, went into contract. We have a grant writer now okay. that works for the town, and he's con- been great. We've already already obtained some funding for some things. But that's that's one of the things that we've asked him to look at. You know, how can we improve our, our clean water, our wastewater? And there's monies coming down from the federal government, as we all know. Sure. So we're going to try to tap into that and just fix it a little bit at a time. I mean, we can't do it all at once, but people see us. I believe they see us out there working. We're doing what we can with the resources we have. And uh, we're just trying to expand them resources by bringing in grant writers and, and things like that to help us to capitalize and to... Uh, expand on what resources we already have so sure and you know you you brought something up about you know it it sounds like and and, and correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like you know you've got sort of a a few phases going on here you're looking at some of the small stuff that you can attack now and you're also looking at the long term and part of that long-term plan uh, i believe y'all have set up a committee that's looking at zoning Mm -hmm. correct uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we actually have zoning. Okay. So uh, the future of zoning, I guess. Yeah. Be- so we we have a city planner. Uh, his name is Mr. Steve Villavasso. He works in Zachary Central, uh, East West Fel- Feliciana, all over. But that's what he does. He comes in. So we we have a zoning map. Uh, we have zoning, uh, a lot of it, and we have a lot of ordinances and and codes and things like that. That that's another thing I didn't realize. You know, a lot. Of, I, I'll, I'll be in the office. Hey, we need an ordinance on this. Oh, we already have one. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, so that is important. Um, I, I believe it's important for the parish. I really do. Uh, at least on the I twelve corridor to do something. And some people look at it like, well, you know, zoning. You know, here's one mindset of, well, I don't want you telling me what to do with my property. And right. then some people look at it like. Hey, that's protecting my property because right. I don't want something built beside my house or my business. Right. Um, and it's just it's the way you look at it. But in order for us to grow responsibly in the town, we have to have some of these rules set in place. Sure. If not, you're going to be overrun with growth or you're going to have a business come beside you that you don't want there. <laughs> Um, so I think we do, and we're continuously working with, uh, with our city planner. Uh, we had a meeting with him last week, but we meet with him on a monthly basis. Just, it's not a, we get it done and it's over with. I mean, we're always looking, moving forward. Hey, what do we need to do next? Um, so I'm glad to say we do have zoning. Uh, we, we just changed one area uh, to another zone, but to, uh, to be able to build certain things there. Um, Mm -hmm. so that, like I said, it's just, it's fluid. It's always moving. Um, and we're, it's easier for us, I would say, you know, in uh, defense for the parish a little bit. It's easier to zone a small municipality, I would sure. think, than a, than a big parish. And uh, I'm not here criticizing or anything, but I do think it's something important. And I think they ha- they are looking at it. They are. They yeah. are. There's a, there's a master plan committee and they're doing their best to, to sort through that. But as you said, there's uh, a few more factors yeah, uh, on, the, on that level. And, and I will say there it seems to me the more I'm in this, there's always more factors that people don't know about. Sure. Uh, sure. That's where the informed part comes in, but that's our job to inform. Sure. 
So, uh, you know, we've talked about infrastructure and we've talked about utilities. Uh, an interesting thing that you and I have uh, talked about on several occasions is recreation. You know, have a park system there, a beautiful park. Uh, but moving forward, there have to be, in order to sort of compete with this, uh, well, economy that's growing around parks in Louisiana, you have to do some 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 upgrading and things of that nature. Uh, is that something y'all are pushing toward? Yes, and um, coming from the tourism background, uh, I, I dealt a lot in sports tourism. Uh, sports is the number one attract uh, attractant of tourism in Livingston Parish. Yes, sure. Bass Pro's there, big, brings in a lot of revenue. But as far as bringing people in to stay in our hotels, sports is number one. Uh, and we have, we have a like you said, a beautiful park right there in, in the town of Livingston, Livingston Parks and Rec. Uh, Johnny Sartwell Park is the name of it. But we have tournaments uh, in the summer, I mean, every weekend. Sure. And that's our number one revenue generator, if you want to talk about coming from outside of the town, is the ballpark there. So in, in order for us to continue, as you said, to compete, one thing we do have that some people don't have is location, going back to location. Right off I-12, you know, deal, dealing with these uh, directors of tournaments uh, coming from tourism and even now as the mayor talking to them, they tell us, hey, JT, if y'all had turf, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just be a site we would bring teams. You would be our host site. We would host here. You would have tournaments every weekend. So going back to SBDC, Southeastern Business Development, that's one thing I spoke to them with this week about I can think all day hey, if we have turf. This is what it'll do. I've seen it. I think I know, but I want data to back it up. So before we were to do anything like that, I want to have data to show our citizens. You know, this isn't just about, hey, going in turf and fields because I'm a sports guy and I, I want to see it done because my kids play sports. It, some of it do with that? Absolutely. You know, I come from that background. I see it. I know how important it is uh, for economic development to, to our restaurants, uh, one of my one of my friends owns a restaurant right there in town, and he'll tell you on a weekend when they have a tournament, his business it's exponentially higher. Sure, because of the teams coming in. But going back to, I I think you know one for our citizens for our rec ball, you know you have less rainouts. You know the kids are able to spend more time on the fields. But as an econ uh, economic economic boost. Uh, the turf is something I really believe if we need to do it first, honestly. It's a competition. It really is around here. Um, somebody's going to do it. And I want to find a way to do it. Um, but before we do it, I'm going to have the data to back it up and show, hey, if this happens, here's, here's what it will bring into our town. Um, so, yes, it, it's something. And, and not just turf. I mean, I want to improve our parking. Our parking really, it, it's a... Uh, it's not very good. Uh, sure. So that's something that needs to be done. And without a rec tax that we used to have, uh, it's difficult to find funds for that. Sure. Uh, but we're going to look at different avenues and see if we can can get it done. And that may be a long-term goal. Sure. Um, if we can make it, make it happen uh, in short term, I would love to see it. But it's not something that we're just going to snap our fingers and do because... It is costly. And it never works that way. Yeah, no, it never works that way. It is costly, and it's uh, it's definitely something we'd like to see happen. Sure. And it's a way uh, for for the town, I would think, uh, to use existing infrastructure and exist things that are already there 
um, to help boost the town's economy and help local businesses yep. uh, by bringing people in. So we've covered a lot of topics today. Uh, I think you and I have talked. We're going to sit down a little more often yeah. than once every six months because yeah. uh, y'all are moving forward with small things and big things. So we're going to be looking forward to keeping track of that. But anything you'd like to say as we uh, wrap up here? Uh I just want people to know, hey, we're in there doing our best. Uh, I could promise you I'm going to give 100%. If you want to talk to me, come talk to me. You know, you don't, have to, uh, you don't have to put it on social media if you have a problem. Message me, you know. Come talk to me. Call the office. I, I want to talk to you. I want to hear it. I'll let you know if we can help you or if, if we can't. And uh, I do my best to, if I see someone that has a problem or, or you know, they have an issue, I want to talk to them. I mean, let's, let's sit down and talk and see if that's something we can, we can do. But... I love the town of Livingston. Grew up there. My kids grow up. Of course, they grow up there. They don't uh, live somewhere else. But (laughs) I want them to continue to live there. You know, I don't want them to grow up and say, hey, I want to move somewhere else. And and that was one thing uh, during my campaign. And and I really mean it, man. We have a small town, but I want to have a big town mindset. Sure. You know, I want to bring in the things that's going to benefit our citizens. Um, And it's Livingston as a whole, the parish. We have to work together. Sure. We have a beautiful parish. We have a lot of things to offer. And that's why I thank the other mayors for reaching out. This isn't a competition, and it's a friendly competition. Yeah, I want something before Walker or Denham or Albany, but I'm happy if they get it as well because it benefits us all. So sure. uh, I just, first, I want to thank people for electing me, you know, for believing in me. Hopefully I, I'm, I'm doing a good job. I hope they could see it. Uh, if you have any suggestions, you know, I, Man, I ask people, come get involved. We have a beautification committee. We have a planning committee to plan for events. We have a big event coming up July 3rd at our ballpark. We're going to have fireworks. We're going to have a band. It's free. Um, Food, watermelon, kind of kickball tournament. Uh, So it's going to be a big event. We're inviting people to come out, spend some time uh, in the town of Livingston. Definitely want our citizens to come, but anyone's invited. So uh, Livingston's a great place to live. Raise your family. We have a lot of... uh, a lot of things there. We have the sidewalks around town. We have the library, the schools. It's, it's connected. It's a good small town feel, but you could hop on the interstate and, like you said, be in Baton Rouge, Denham Springs in 15 or 20 minutes. So uh, I want to thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know me and you talk a lot, but we do. Yeah. You've uh, heard this a lot. Already. I have. Yeah. I have. I have, but it's good for the folks out there yeah. to hear it too. So uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Again, we're going to try to have you on a little more often because y'all are starting to. To get geared up, I'm sure more things are going to be happening, big and small, Yes, as we move forward. So uh, if you'll reintroduce yourself as we head on out. Okay, well, I'm J.T. Taylor, uh, town of Livingston mayor. I've lived here my whole life. A lot of people know my family. Uh, Delmas Taylor, who uh, had a big influence on my life, but uh, and probably a big reason why I'm in this position I am today, you know, seeing the sure. things he did growing up. But uh, again, I... I just want to do whatever I can to not just help my town, but this parish. Uh, I want to encourage also, I don't want to speak a li- too too much longer, but I want to encourage younger people to get involved. Sure. Uh, you know, we, we're the ones now that's growing up with families. Get involved and less young, old, let's work together uh, to make this parish great. And my one last thing, you know, when I said during my campaign and I want Livingston, I want it to be an example, the town of Livingston. I want it to be an example to others, uh, not just in the, this parish, but around the state. I want them to see what we're doing. I want them to call us, not me always having to call, hey, how did you do that? I want them to be calling us and asking us how we accomplish these goals. So that's kind of my drive 
uh, sure. what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So, um, again, it's, uh, it's fun and, uh, we're going to keep moving forward. Cool. Well, we do appreciate Jonathan, JT yes. Taylor, <laughs> uh, both. He, he goes by JT, yeah. uh, but his family calls him Jonathan for joining us today. Thank you, sir. And again, my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys checking in, listening in. Lots of things going on in the town of Livingston, and uh, they're hoping to grow, but grow responsibly. So, And we here at the news are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We appreciate you guys joining us, and we will see you. And oh. I do want to say, support the news. Oh, thank uh, you. They do a great job. And when I was with Tourism... Uh, it's tough on a small crew to cover this big parish. Hey, we uh, try. Yeah, and they do a great job uh, with sports, with, with events and things going on in the parish. So please support the news. <laughs> thank you, sir. Please support the news. <laughs> I'm going to start adding that. Please support the news. So thank you guys for joining us, and we're going to see you next time.